just here for the beer. Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I mean is a frost pine. Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brew makers of the industry. I don't mean to wind and back, but someone finally top that keg. I'm just here for the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Casting from Park Drive on a Commercial Drive at Second Avenue. Uh, we got to get that thing changed. We're now we're 11 years old. 11. Charlie along with Rick Mohabir again. Park Drive Commercial at Second Avenue for just here for the beer podcast and radio broadcast on Sportsnet 650. A little Marley in the background. Oh, I know. Yeah. Buffalo uh, Soldier. Hey, look, everybody. It's Tristan Clark, yeah, the territory manager, Coyne Brewing Company, the Dark Matter folk. <laughs> thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for joining us again. This is our first visit with your smiling face in um, in 2022. How's, how's the year going so far? Well, it feels like a new year, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and hopefully the next time we see you, it will be a completely different scenario because we got more capacity in allowed. We've got some of the restrictions rolled back, and uh, there's still a couple things to go, but it looks like normal has returned. What kind of buzz are you getting when you visit your, your accounts, your key accounts? Well, I mean, anecdotally, it just seems like it's busier. I feel like there's more orders rolling in. I mean, full capacity, that's it, right? That's what we needed. I think that kind of allowed people's consciousness to to open up and be like, yes, this is fine. Let's go out and let's drink some beers because it is busy out there. Well, I was, uh, Rick, I, was, I don't know what you did for Super Bowl. Oh, great halftime show, by oh, the way. Outstanding oh, halftime show. Guilford. And they were still somewhat limited capacity, but it would just look good to see people back in watching yeah. a sporting event yeah. for a Super Bowl. I was here uh, doing a couple of visits on Saturday night, and bars I went into were, were packed. Yep. And it was so refreshing to see because, again, how bad were these businesses hurt and continue to suffer the long-term consequences. But if you're pumping beer in there, if you're seeing more beer being sold, that's got to be a positive sign. Don't only buy if somebody's drinking it. Yeah. Well, what have you brought us today? Because this looks kind of cool. You've got something that's an anniversary. Are you guys really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But 10 years seems like a long time, right? Yeah. I, there's not a lot of things in my life that I've, I've seen through 10 years. Well, in the beer industry, 10 years is, is pretty darn well, good. Yeah. And again, Hoyne is headquartered in, in, in Victoria. And I think per capita, the Victoria beer scene, I mean, every beer scene is good. Don't get me wrong. But Victoria is like the epicenter of great craft beer. Yeah. And, and the legacy of the, of the breweries on the island are, are pretty outstanding. Yeah, it goes deep down there, doesn't it? Yes, like, it does. There's definitely a history of craft beer being drank in Victoria, and then it obviously coming out this way. And I'm not to say they're the originators, but have you have you ever had a sit down with Sean Hoyne and talk about the early days and how tough it was to get beer into people's hands in the yeah. early days ten years ago? Yeah, well, usually he's talking and telling us, but yeah, um, yeah definitely. It sounds like it was you know I'm a little bit younger, but Carlings and yeah. O'Keefe, and I mean I don't even know the beers are other, but I see pictures sometimes. It seems like there was four breweries, and, yeah, you know, but well, you know, there's a handful. When we, sure. when we started the show in 2010. Uh, you know, the, the beers were like Coconade, Coors Light, Bud Light, yeah. uh, Molson Canadian. And then, you know, craft started to filter in. But it's amazing to see just how far the whole industry has come. And it, you must be so proud because, they like said, the Victoria beer scene is, is outstanding. It's huge, yeah. I mean, I feel like it was a long time coming, right? You know, I never hold anything against any of those big boys. There was a time and a place, and I still, you hand me a, a nice well, cold it's beer. A, yeah, it's an sure. evolution, though, right? Yeah. Like, you know, as, as consumers get uh, more educated, they get exposed to different things. Like, you know, Joe, you can attest to this you were primarily a lager drinker all of a sudden you became <laughs> yeah. a hop head yeah. then it was sours yeah. and, and all those different things so i think once the styles and everybody gets used to the flavors and everything i think the thing's just going to continue to grow yeah and you know what every portfolio has some oddball uh, beers in their lineup <laughs> because there are some oddball beer lovers yeah, out there and you got you got to cater to everybody but at the end of the day you know as i say the dark matter folks because that's that's your bread and butter that really put point on the map it did yeah you know what if you go to victoria pilsner is the number one beer there the dark matter is just yeah. it's something a little different right you know you order a Pilsner, it's just Pilsner. You don't always know what the name is. And you still don't reveal what's in the dark matter, do you? I don't know. It's a, it's a <laughs> I tell you guys, find go it. To the, go to the website, and it takes you on an interesting little tour to nowhere <laughs> to tell you what this beer is. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about the 10-year anniversary. What, uh, what have you bought for? Well, it's essentially a strong lager. Uh, it's been... It was about four months in the end in uh, in the tanks there waiting to be to come out. A little bit stronger, very easy drinking. You know what? You would never know it was upwards of 8%. Yeah. Um, it's got a little wax dip there, so you can get the little chisel out and open it up eventually. Might, uh, might be a recommendation for a designated driver when you're uh, consuming one of these things. It's a big boy. Yeah. I had one myself. It was absolutely delicious. So but. is this like a limited time only to celebrate the 10-year? One time done. One time and yeah. done. Well, that's yeah. it. What, uh, what you, that's nice packaging, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, Tristan, so as a sales guy, how much input do you, do you get when... And, and feedback do you give them when it comes to different styles of beers that are out there? I mean, every day and every week, literally. It's like, they want us taking pictures. They're definitely supportive of us trying other people's beers. Nice. And definitely 
on a weekly basis, we have to report back on what we see out there as far as you know, just what's new and what looks interesting, and definitely what customers are asking for. That's who's drinking it. Um, decisions, but yeah, of course he listens. He's always asking what's new. Well, you know, again, like if, if something is moving, you'll keep making more of it. If something is not, you might take a review of it. Uh, but the consumer does have a lot of input because again, it's, you know, we're the consumers here, and if we're not buying something, you want us to you want us to purchase something. It's rare we're swimming upstream yeah, for sure. Yeah, for and sure. it's usually a pretty captive audience. You know, like Sean doesn't brew bad beer, so as much as it might be a style that you may not be used to, it's going to be a beer that you like. He is Tristan Clark, the territory manager of Hoyne Brewing Company, just here for the beer podcast and radio broadcast. You can catch us on social media at JHFTB. So, um, any word on a Victoria Beer Week coming up? Is there any plans afoot? Are you hearing any rumblings of anything? You know what? I know that we just signed up for Vancouver Craft Beer Week, Okay. so that makes me very hopeful that the Victoria end is, is yeah. right behind that. So it sounds like it's happening. I don't know exactly what the details of you know safety measures, if there's some kind of capacity limits, yeah. but it always happens outside. It always seems to be sunny, and I wouldn't imagine you'd have to limit that capacity in any way in those days. By the way, as we sit here in Park Drive, I'm enjoying a Hoyne Pale Ale. Which any, any, any accounts you want to give some love to while we're while we're here? Oh God, there's so many, right? <laughs> so many. <laughs> Maybe list the ones that don't carry. That's a, that's, yeah, a, that's, right. a, that's a smaller list. I'm but, gonna avoid getting myself in hot water. To yeah. say, okay. If you don't see it at your local, ask for it because yeah. we can get it there. Ask for it. And what else have you got here? This this canned product as well. Uh, so that's the Voltage Espresso Stout that comes out every year. Um, this year is the first year ever it's been in cans. We bought ourselves a canning machine uh, right when COVID hit. So mm-hmm. we were always six pack bottles and bombers kind of a thing, which we still have, but now we've got the tall pack cans and uh, six pack cans. And so the Voltage Espresso Stout is it's tasty. It's it's funny how things revolve and trends develop because when we started the show in 2010, the 650 mil bombers, yes. those were the way to go. Yeah. And it, they're, they're, you're seeing less and less of them all the time. Now, I guess probably for, for placement in stores because there's so much product, you know, they, these take up a lot of space. They do definitely. I, I think there's a little bit of extra cost involved. They weigh yeah. a little bit more. The the size is a little bit bigger. Um, but you know what? I think there's a big opening left by a lot of people abandoning these bombers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that still love to drink them. Yeah, I go into a lot of stores. I yeah. work from Vancouver all the way up to Langley and. People have huge coolers full of bombers still. Are people still doing growler fills in large quantity? Do you know? Uh, we have a growler station at, in Victoria where the brewery is, and that's mostly how you're going to get the product other than package. Really? So, yeah, there's definitely still some growlers happening. Again, anecdotally, I think that perhaps it's waning a bit. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember the last time I filled up a growler, even though I've got 35 of them sitting <laughs> in my house. You know what? I, I went through a great culling recently uh, because I wanted to I don't have to buy all these growlers from all these local breweries. And I thought, these take up a lot of space. I don't have the room for it. Totally. Yeah. I ended up buying like an insulated growler. Yes. You know, the dump, yes. Yes. one done. I don't ever need to touch yeah. it again. Uh, okay. So you've got the 10th anniversary beer. This is available while quantities last. And uh, the Voltage Espresso Stout. That's a regular player. You know, that's another limited release. That's so they're both one and done. You're going to find them mostly at private liquor stores. Yeah. A couple of the government stores might carry them. Um, and you'll see a couple of new beers that you've never seen before this next month in March as well. I won't say what they are because... Okay. You know. no, no one does. No one ever revealed that. But uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see your smiling face again down the road. Tristan Clark, a pleasure as always. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Thanks, Cheers. 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 Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Vancouver Young Actor School gives kids the confidence to do anything on and off camera. Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now. Before Vancouver Young Actor School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now. Classes are starting soon. Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here. Sign up today at Vancouver. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir.
And we're broadcasting from Park Drive, Commercial Drive at 2nd Avenue in East Vancouver. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir from Just Here for the Beer Limited, justhereforthebeer.com. And you can follow us on social media at JHFTV. I don't know what uh, kind of uh, people come to your place, but I've often had many people remark at my wonderful selection of beers in my <laughs> fridge, courtesy of great sponsors that come and give us some really cool things. Steve Shama is the head of business development for Mariner Brewing, yeah. Coquitlam's only brewery thus far. Um, and man, you've got a nice uh, variety of things. First of all, you're bedecked in your pink shirt day, because uh, we're recording this on pink shirt day, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, and let's talk about this beer, Gravity, because I understand it has a ton connection to pink shirt day. Yeah, it's our second year doing this promotion. When I heard about pink shirt day, I thought, we've got a pink grapefruit beer, why not give back? So it's a dollar from every four-pack going to the kids' fund. That's great. Very and nice. is, is this available regularly, or is it is it a time-limited uh, situation with, with this beer? Well, every January, I it's released released, the yeah. promotion, yeah. and I usually sell between two and 300 flats in a week because everybody wants to participate. So uh, These guys at Mariner do some really crazy things, and I mean that in the most possible, positive way, uh, because you do a mystery beer, or you've done a yes. mystery beer, where it, literally, because I mean, people love to get as funky and creative as they possibly can and tell you all the crazy things in it. You just do the opposite. You do a crazy beer, like it's up to you, consumer, you figure it out. Exactly. Uh, how has that gone over for you? In the past, it's gone well. We're moving in a different direction this year. We're right. not going to be doing it again. Yeah. So. yeah. And uh, did you ever have, I think you told me that you actually had somebody, out of how many guesses you got, you actually have somebody Somebody actually physically nailed it. Nobody, nobody got nobody it. Nobody got it. Okay. It's tough, man. <laughs> Some of those ingredients and yeasts and malts and all of those things, they, they melt together and sometimes it's not always what you think it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you've brought a whole bunch of stuff here, so why don't you walk us through the lineup and uh, and tell us what, uh, what all that's good from Mariner Brewing. Well, this is our brand new pale ale, and I'm leading with the Sasquatch pale ale because it's our best beer by far and Saskatchewan and Alberta over the coming months wow wow how do you do that because I mean, are you not you're not on the road to Manitoba on a regular no. basis? How, how do you do that? Uh, the, we've got a contract in place okay. with a supplier in Alberta. You from the Peg? I am. Really? Oh, oh a pegger, a pegger. Nice to see you. Um, my only memory of, of Winnipeg was not a pleasant one because I was oh. on, on a school train. We went across the on the CN train to Toronto, and when we woke oh. up, we woke up in Winnipeg. They advised us not to leave the train because it was like <laughs> minus 50 at yeah. the train station in Winnipeg. That's my only memory of Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm sure it's lovely though. Well, you know, I'm in a difficult place when I say I'm chilled to the bone. Uh, yeah. And been here for three years. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a different kind of trouble. It's. It's good. Okay. So uh, the Sasquatch beer. Now that's one of your star beers. Your blueberry sour is. When I Phenomenal. think of Mariner, that's, that's where I go with that. And of course, I believe that is on tap here at Park Drive. It is. And I'm hoping to show them the cocktail that we talked about last time. Yeah. After this. Yeah. Is that? I think that's where beer is kind of migrating in some certain instances. I mean, if you're not doing a full-on RTD, you're doing something that's cocktail-ish with beer because why not have the best of both worlds? Absolutely. I actually just had lunch today with one of the big buyers and the province and products this year alone. Yeah. But and, stores and I, didn't get bigger. And no, stores <laughs> no. didn't. Shelves no. didn't get bigger. And something's got to go in order for something new to, uh, to come That's in. True. And it's got to be wild. I, I tell people all the time, if you're going to do, if you're going to jump on the RTD train, if you haven't already, if you're going to jump on it, don't, don't launch another vodka soda lemon line. Okay? That's, that market's tapped out. That's really tapped out. Go a little bit different. Okay, what else we got here? Ground, this is ground control. That's nice. I like that. So that is Mariner's uh, labeling on this beer. Right, right. So that's what we tried to do, is we're trying to not reinvent the wheel with our Sasquatch beers. We don't want to make some crazy new concept beer that, like you said, you know, lemon meringue, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Nice, easy core beers that people can try and either... Lemon meringue would be a nice flavor for beer, oh. wouldn't it? Actually, you got me thinking. I like lemon meringue. Watch, he's going to walk away. He's like, hey, guys, yeah. we need a lemon meringue. He's going to phone the brewery on the way home going, I got an idea, guys. Yeah. We got to do this. We need a sour. Yeah. No, it's funny It's funny you say that because part of what like I'm envisioning for this summer with restrictions lifting and things starting to get back to normal, yes. I don't know if this is going to be the summer of crazy seasonal beers within the craft world. We've seen imports go up 3,000% over the last year because people want our creatures of habit. Yes. So we're doubling down on our end doing IPA, our pale ale, our blueberry sour, our lager because... They want those cores again. People know them. Yep. And it's tough if you want to scale to just keep pumping out seasonals. Are you getting any sense, uh, we asked Tristan from Hoyne prior to you, but I'll ask you, are you getting any sense of festivals on on the horizon? Yeah, we've actually got confirmations. We'll be doing a couple in Vancouver in June and July. Uh, We're in talks with Festivales right now, so things are coming back, and 
I'm optimistic because like my my team is thinking, okay, let's take data from the past. I go, no, this is going to be everything on steroids. It's it's going to be an explosion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like last weekend, I t said earlier, Rick, um, I hit a couple of bars and they were full. Yes. Full. And I think that you know because we've been shuttered for so long, we've been limited access to what we can do. I think anytime anything comes of of, of notice, like an event of that yeah. sort, I think don't forget, there's two years of no brewing parties. Okay. Hundred percent. Brewers love to get together and talk with fellow brewers and reps talk with fellow reps. There's been none of that for two years, so I think you're right. It's going to be done in abundance for sure. Well, and I won't name hotels, but I'm in talks with a few hotels for taps and cans, and there's four pretty large hotels that are fully booked July and August. Yeah. And all the credit card or like originations are coming from Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Because I've, I'm from Manitoba, and the reality is if you haven't traveled, you're not going to Manitoba, you're not going to Saskatchewan. You're not going that way. You're, you're coming, coming this way. Of course, yeah. yeah. Correct. Um, now, let me ask you, because uh, for those that have not been to Mariner Brewing, and again, it's Coquitlam's only brewery. Still crazy. Still crazy. Um, but you're in a nice little, I guess basically a little strip mall, for lack of a better ability, to maybe get it, get the cars out of there for a weekend and do like some sort of street party out there? I think that there is something in the works, because this August will be our fifth year anniversary. So it's go big or go home, especially in the yeah. first summer of... Knock on wood. Post-COVID post-COVID world. And uh, you've got that nice little back patio that there's an opportunity to do something yeah. there as well. Mm -hmm. um, okay, and this uh, caught me off guard. Uh, I, yes. just got, I just got myself an air fryer, and I've been delighting all sorts of people with my wonderful concoction of wings and trying to find ways to like spice them up. And uh, I didn't know you guys did a sauce. So we actually got in talks with the owner, Jordan, from Sriracha Revolver, and she was looking for someone to partner with to do a beer-infused hot sauce. And this one was the one she brought to us saying she tried our IPA, our lager, our blueberry sour, all of our beers. She said, this combination of my ingredients and your lager is what makes the best hot sauce. Uh, and I'm not going to sell anything that I don't like or give you anything yeah, that I don't like. Exactly. And it's kind of morphed into something that is a really cool concept because obviously Frank's Red Hot had that huge issue with supply. So restaurants were asking me if I can make this in one liter jugs and four liter jugs for for kitchens. So, is this available in the... Like, do, you do, uh, do you have a kitchen at, at Mariner? Do you do, do. wings? Do you do yep. wings? Do you do wings with this sauce? Uh, not at the moment, but okay. we are selling those bottles at the taproom. Right. Stephen, you're telling me that you haven't done your wings with these yet? You personally? <laughs> not in the... I, no, I have. Okay. The okay, taproom has I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, and on the 10 scale of spiciness, where, where is this rank? Five. Five, okay. Flavor little, 10. Got a bit of a kick to it. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, I'm going to air fry some wings when I go home. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm checking this out some food I'll, tonight. I'll let you know. And I'm actually going to swing by Mariner uh, tomorrow, so I'll, I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll have some, some wings for you to, uh, to try. And we should mention that um, I will be doing an event uh, coming up at uh, Mariner Brook. Yeah, we uh, needed to, you know, fill a guy to come in for a couple <laughs> hours. And <laughs> just, he's going to do, like, hand puppets. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll do growler fills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tarot card readings, like, you name it. But we're going to be introducing a, a trivia night um, in uh, in Mariner Brewing. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, in Tuesday, starting in, uh, in March. I'm looking forward to that. Steve Shama, the head of business development for Mariner Brewing, Coquitlam's only, coming up on five years. It's amazing how time flies. Good it to is. see you, my friend. Cheers. Thank you. Appreciate it. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Two decades of award-winning service. And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take. You need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Feeling strong and fit is an important element of life, but sometimes people forget to take advantage of maintaining it. That's where I come in. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training, located in the Sandman Hotel in downtown Vancouver. In just two or three visits a week, I can have you in great shape and the top of your game. Book an appointment and check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout in as little as 60 minutes. Visit my website, T-Squared Training.com or find me on Twitter at T-Squared PT. 
Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3. Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Uh, we are broadcasting from Park Drive on Commercial at 2nd Avenue. Joel Larry and uh, Rick Mohabir. And uh, people are talking about now that the restrictions are being lifted. Is it, are you any plans to get away? You actually did get away very recently. That's right. We got a chance to uh, get down to uh, Cabo San Lucas down in beautiful Mexico. And uh, I bet you weren't just drinking Souls and Korea, uh, Coronas down there, were you? Uh, well, we went a little heavy yeah. on the spirit side. Yeah. But I did get an opportunity to pop in at Baja Brewing, which is one of the local breweries down there. And just had an absolute blast talking to Jonathan, who is their head brewer. And uh, you'll be here in our... Let's, uh, let's hear what Jonathan had to tell you. Cheers. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650. Well, you know, guys, every once in a while we get a chance to get away, and uh, I've got a chance to get away down to the beautiful Cabo San Lucas. And we're here at Baja Brewing in San Jose del Cabo, one of the best local craft breweries down here. Beautiful locations. We got two of them. We're here talking with their head brewer, and uh, we'll get him to give us a little bit of background and, and history on everything. Hey everyone, my name is Jonathan. I'm a brewer of Baja Brewing Company. And uh, thank you for visiting our locations. I hope you enjoy all the beers. And yeah, so. So, um, so how did you get involved with this and when did you start your, dip your toe into this, uh, into the brew, craft brew industry? Well, I'm from uh, Cuernavaca. It's a small town nearby Mexico City. Uh, almost seven years ago, I started a small nano brewing business. Uh, didn't work well because uh, we were dealing with educating our customers and explaining why craft beer is different. So the craft beer in Mexico is relatively new and we have a lot of trouble, but uh, it was, it, we had a good time because we have fun, make some contacts and the beer was selling well. But the problem is that, um, you know, uh, I, I was in um, partnership with a friend that doesn't understand that this is like investment, like a long-term yeah. investment. So uh, we have different points of view. Uh, so we decided to finish the project, and I was looking for a chance to work directly in a craft brewing industry. So in Mexico, almost all the breweries are family-owned. They are small businesses. Almost in every one, the owner is the head brewer and you know sales manager. So it's starting to grow. I mean, it's starting to grow right now. Um, so I had a friend that moved here into Cabo, and she said, hey, there's a brewery here. It's a local brewing here. You should send your resume, and I did. I have a, I visited in a New Year's Eve 2015 to 2016. I met my boss, Jordan. I bring some samples. Hey, I'm a brewer. I'm looking for a job. Do you have any uh, uh, vacants available? I'm really interested in working here. Baja is one of the oldest, uh, one of the first craft breweries in all Mexico. Uh, it's one of the first one, first 20 to open almost 15 years ago. So this is like one of the, the pioneers that start all this craft Mexican movement. And so then I go back to my hometown and, uh, you know, uh, two weeks, uh, my boss asks, uh, calls me and says, hey, uh, you see your resume, says your beers, and uh, you're interested in moving to Cabo work, just give me a call. And I did. And two weeks later, I was moving here in Cabo. So, yeah. So you guys have a wonderful spot here. You've got a pizza oven outside. You've got a small batch system inside. I know we were talking earlier, and you guys have a, a big production facility up in Tijuana. How are you involved with, with recipes in, in that location? Uh, well, as we do it, it's, uh, this is like the um, mothership, so we call it anyway. So all the innovations, all the new beers we brewed here, we make some samples. Then we like it, and we see that people like the beer. We uh, sent all the samples, and I moved into the TJ facility to make the bigger batches. Right. And so that facility, we use them for canning and bottling all our beers into bottles for Mexico, all Mexico, and the U.S. So we are the first, I think we are the second brewery that it's second uh, craft brewery to export in the U.S. Wow, that, that's a pretty good uh, feather in your cap, my friend. So this location that we're in here as, as um, San Jose del Cabo, talk to us about the little town and, and the, the food programs that 
that you guys have going on? Uh, well, here in San Jose Cabo, we are located in the main uh, downtown, so it's really beautiful because the best day for coming here is on Thursday. So uh, there's like a really uh, close community of people that comes here. Uh, restaurants, we have a lot of coffee roasters around, uh, mezcal bars that import one of the best mezcals from Oaxaca to here to San Jose. Oh, wow. So you can experience tasting the best coffee, beer, and um, mezcal from Mexico without being in the direct parts, you know? It's, yeah. it's uh, quite a different town from all you want to see in Mexico. It's a lot of mixture of culture. We have people from all parts of Mexico, all parts of uh, Central America. There's a lot of Canadian people, U.S. people living here. And that's what makes Cabo unique because you have a mix of different types of culture. And, and here in, in the Baja, in Baja Brewing, San Jose, you found uh, different types of beers. We try to uh, launch a new beer every month in a small batch of two BBL system. Yeah. So we make things with a, a pitaya, that's a local cactus that's growing here in the desert. We have made things with spices. Uh, last week we brew a beer with uh, coffee peels. You know, oh, wow. they process in the coffee, all like the fruit has like a, a pulp. A pulp. Yes. So that pulp, yes. they usually they drop it for, uh, you know. They give it for animals, for yeah. cattle, feed. feed for yeah. Yeah. So we, t we take that, we um, put it into a dryer, and then we use for uh, beer. So we're gonna see what happened with that. Nice. Uh, we try to like uh, invite uh, coffee roasters or any other chefs around, so we can, you know, learn about what they're doing in their business, and they know what we're doing. So here at Baja, it's a lot about like. Uh, community and you know involve everyone in, in even though they don't know how to brew beer but they get like into the process you know it's like for me like beer uh, unifies people you know it's like the social lubricant yeah it's almost an international thing because no matter where you go you, you make connections over either food or beer or alcohol right yeah. so <laughs> it, it works out perfectly talk to us a little bit about your pizza oven how, how what kind of program do you have with that oh uh, the pizza oven actually is quite interesting the guy that built this actually is an Italian guy that's living here in, in San Jose. Uh, so we built that two years ago and all our pizzas has the a little touch in the crust of uh, barley. Oh, The same barley we use for our beers. We put a little bit so we can add like the brewing uh, touch into every pizza. Uh, we have different types of uh, salsa in our pizzas. Actually, they're pretty, pretty tasty. And yeah, that thing, it's, a, it's a Italian made for like Italian pizzas. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time, Jonathan, to sit down and, and uh, spend some time with us. And, and we definitely look forward. I, I know I'll be back. Thank you very much, my friend. You're welcome. Um, cheers, everybody. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Two decades of award-winning service. And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take, you need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. This is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTV. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. We are back at Park Drive on Commercial Drive at 2nd Avenue in East Vancouver. Joe Larry uh, and Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com at JHFTV on social media. Now in our 12th year of doing the show. Stand corrected from the announcement. We are in our 12th year. <laughs> One of our uh, longtime supporters and sponsors, yes. Mr. Nick Derek. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, thank who, you, thank uh, you. Who holds the lofty title of Brewmaster. Now I do, of yes. Strathcona Brewing. <laughs> How you been? I've been pretty good. We're surprisingly busy yeah. through oh, this winter. Um, we're uh, we're actually just getting four new tanks coming in uh, very we're soon. In yeah. Where are you putting those? <laughs> Are they in the so you alley? Know, yeah, pretty much. I wish. <laughs> no, so you know at the front, well, there's those four that just got put in uh, in front of the brew house. Right. It'll literally be mirrored on the back wall. Uh, and then you're maxed out. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I don't hope so. But like, we, it's pretty much just about organizing, shuffling back and forth kind of things. But we've literally lost all of our warehousing space. So we're having to get new things put in. We're trying to organize them. The ever never-ending struggles mm -hmm. of getting bigger and growing. You know, good problems to have. It, they are good problems to have. And I know that you've sensed more from being the hands-on brewmaster yep. to more of the managerial overseer of operations. Yeah. Are you enjoying the new role? I do enjoy it, yeah. I, well, I got a really awesome team, um, which is something that I think is key. Yes. So having a bunch of brewers and a bunch of production staff that really are just kill it and knock it out of the park makes my job really easy. It makes it so I don't have to micromanage or anything like that. Um, and that's awesome, right? And for those that are curious or, or perhaps interested uh, to come become a part of the team when openings do occur, what low experience must they have in order to, say, join at the lowest level of your brewery oh, at team? the lowest level? Just an interest, really. Like, like if you would, like, I, when I started, the first thing that I ever did in a brewery was I worked on the canning line, and that was God almost 20 years ago. No, 16 years ago when I was when I was 18 yeah. in Alberta. Yeah. So you know it's just like like you just gotta get you get your foot in the door for one, uh, and then start there. Like like yeah, you fairly easily move up from canning line to um, cellaring, which is like transfers, cleaning, cleaning kegs, filling kegs, that kind of stuff. And you just kind of it's more of a job that you you start there and then you learn and work your way into another job, which is cellar hand. And I guess every assistant brewer eventually wants to become a head brewer or a brewmaster, so there's there's a fair bit of turnover. So if somebody is considering a career in brewing and knows little about it, but they have interest and passion for beer, you wouldn't be opposed to them applying, say, for a job in the future. No, no, not on the can, not on the back for sure. Yeah. Um, like we, we we have positions. Like we have we have a guy Evan who's who's been working on the canning line forever. And he kills it. He's an absolute machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like like you're not yeah. going anywhere, young man. <laughs> Well, he just, he kills it. He kills it. I don't know what else to say. He's good, great. Good to know, Rick, because yeah. if this translink thing doesn't work out for you, you might, uh, might want to give him well, a call. Well, yeah. 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 thing, too, buddy. So. Okay, so let's, let's talk beer. All right. What's uh, what's going on with the Strathcona Brewing? Ooh, well, uh, the beginning of last year, we started a new lager, so we've been pumping out our lager. Um, we've been getting a lot of really good reviews on that lately, um, getting lots of new uh, of, of new taps and stuff like that. Uh, as far as fancy stuff goes, though, we got our love buzzes. The one that we just... That's so good. Yeah, the one we just launched uh, this week is Guava Grapefruit. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's like like a, it's the, the grapefruit's quite present, but the guava really comes through and kind of softens it out. It is quite sour, but it's really really good. It's, it's just it's so good. And when, when we're canning it, all you can smell is guava and grapefruit. It was like the best smell in the entire brewery. Uh, what's the plan uh, going down the road? Are you going to have the the side uh, outdoor uh, again, or is that is that was that a thing of the past? I know we're definitely having the front out. Yeah. I think we're really hoping that we can get the side. We've left all of our infrastructure out uh, there for the whole winter, so uh, we're ready to go. That'll be up to the government and the yeah. city of Vancouver on whether they well, actually let us do that. You know, fingers, fingers crossed. But so. I, I just think the top of the strap going to brewing would be a great place to have a rooftop oh, patio. And yeah. that's, that, that, I think, is one goal that we would love yeah. to work forward to in the future. But yeah. I think it's going to require some structural enhancements. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. So what else is going on with you guys then? It's been a while since we signed. Yeah, um, we, uh, we've got an Imperial Stout coming out soon. Uh, next week, end of next week. Uh, Imperial Chocolate Maple... Chocolate maple bourbon stout. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Tots, cacao nibs, a whole bunch of maple syrup, and um, oh, and hazelnut. Hazelnut. There's hazelnut in there, too. It's going to be smelling nice around the brewery when you're doing that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Where do these ideas come from, Nick? Is this just your crazy imagination or what? I like stouts and I like desserts. I usually, when I try and make a dessert style beer, I usually base my recipes off of, or I'll, I'll look for ideas in like a, a dessert cookbook, like a, like a cake book, or like a cocktail, like a book on fancy cocktails, because that kind of gives you ideas of flavors that go well together and things that might be traditionally atypical, like things that you wouldn't normally know. Good idea. Our friends at Mariner Brewing have come up with a beer-infused hot sauce. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You have, could probably some, put some really cool uh, sauces together with, uh, with your company. <laughs> I actually make hot sauce myself. Oh, yeah. look but at not, that. But this is for you privately. Maybe privately, this is not yeah. A strap yeah. And jerky and yeah. lots of other stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, Nick, we always talk about yeah. new styles. Every year is something different. Yeah. We've got very big following for that. What else do you see coming down the road is going to be popular? Uh, you know what I see? I see West Coast IPAs coming back. That's what I see. The really heavy, mm -hmm. piney, well, not, not, not 
necessarily piney and resiny, but just like that clear, not hazy. Right. Um, I know most brewers that I know, that's kind of their go-to style, like me included. Like when I'm drinking a lot of beer, if I'm having like a session, I'm drinking a West Coast IPA. I, I like everybody loves the the New Englands because they're like thick and they're they're super tropical, but they almost like a lot of them, they can be quite thick on the palate, and they're not exactly refreshing. Yeah. Well, let's do a little <laughs> let's do a little beer educating here for sure. for those that may not know. It's like there's two styles of clam chowder. There's Boston or there's New England and West Coast IPA and a Northeast IPA. So the the West Coast is traditionally made with a West Coast yeast, which flocculates, which means it drops out. So when the yeast is done, it just drops to the bottom, and then we uh, we just kind of decant the beer off the top. That results in a clean beer, clean tasting because there's not a lot of these uh, uh, this yeast floating around, pretty much. As well, uh, West Coast IPAs tend to be a little bit hoppier, a little bit on the on the hoppier, more bitter end. Whereas most of the hopping in a New England IPA comes on the cold side, uh, or in the whirlpool, uh, which gives you far less bitterness but far more tropical flavor. Yeah. It got a little sciencey there, but uh, I, I, that's yeah. why I love on the show because we get to geek out a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I try, I try, I try and keep it down. I try and keep it down because I could go pretty sciencey. Hey, hey, beer nerds out there, you head down to Stratford Brewing, ask for brewer. Yeah, you want to talk to me? I'm always happy to talk to you. You know what I'm going to ask you because I ask you all the time. Yeah. What What are you recommending on the on the pizza list uh, at Stratford of these days? Uh, oh my gosh. I've, been, I've been going back to the Hawaiian. Yeah. The Hawaiian. Oh, yes. So good. Yes. Yes. So good. Um, but I also have been really digging the picnic salad. Picnic oh. salad. Yeah, it's like a it's like a potato salad, but it's potato salad with like beans and kind of like a cumin. It's like a spiced okay. potato salad. Oh. It is unreal. And it's made with three different kinds of potatoes. I think it's like sweet potatoes, okay. regular potatoes, oh, and like I'm sure. it's I'm sure. it's unreal. I like I literally get that like three three times a week. Wow. Always a pleasure, Nick Nazarek, who is the brewmaster of Strathcona Brewing. Thanks for joining us. I'm just here for the beer. Thank you. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female, and if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. I'm just here for the beer. Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brewmakers of the industry. I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally top that keg. I'm just here for the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Joe Larry and Rick Mohabir from Just Here for the Beer Limited at JHFTV is where you can check us out on the social media and also listen to our podcasts, pod broadcast. Go to uh, all, all of your streaming sources for all of our shows. That's right. Spotify, iTunes, Google, anywhere you get your podcast from. Well, it looks to me like it's Jimmy Darbyshire, who is the marketing director of Russell Brewing Company. It looks like? It looks like. He's a hulk of a man. This, this guy is a strapping lad, I'll tell you. A strapping lad. Well, you know what, Joe? There's very few people in this in, in, in the craft beer industry that make me look small. Jimmy makes me look small. <laughs> well, you know in, what? in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> he's, he's got that build. He's built for hauling kegs. Oh, this this yeah. guy is built for hauling kegs. You ever, you, ever, you ever bench a keg or do you ever do squat? No, no. Nobody likes lifting kegs. <laughs> okay. I got to give props to our to our delivery drivers. Oh, I, dude, yes. lifting one keg. Yeah. I'm a large guy, yeah, and yeah. these drivers we have are small, yeah. petite lads, <laughs> and it amazes me that they do that all day long. They and give a mad the props. Grip strength on those dudes. So, yeah. a, a bunch of years ago, when we did our first collab with Lighthouse Brewing, and I walked around with the rep of, of the brand uh, and went on a few calls because we wanted to introduce the brand to to people, and he was doing some schlepping of kegs, and I'm going, "This is a job I do not want," and these were like relatively. 
up maybe down three steps to the to the cold storage room. There's places like the Railway Club that you just don't want to deliver to. No. Because, no, no, no. no, you just keep driving. <laughs> they weren't in. Yeah, they weren't there. They weren't there. <laughs> or just me. leave at the front door. I yeah. called them multiple times. They did okay. not answer. Well, when we last saw Jimmy Derbyshire, it was the John B. Pub. It was 2021. Right. That's right. And I thought we were just days away from the launch of the brand new Russell Brewing no. Company tasting room in Surrey. But <sighs> there is an update on this and a positive update. You're actually you showed us pictures prior to uh, us recording here. It's actually taking shape. We are building. You're building a, a tasting, tasting room. room. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Twenty five years later. Yeah. Twenty five. Twenty five <laughs> years later. We are building a tasting room. There's there's wood and yeah. hammers and nails and it's actually happening. Yeah, and yes. you can hear the excitement in the uh, in the build. You can hear the, the sawing and the drilling and you know, yes. So, so what is what is the target date realistically now? Uh, end of March, early April okay. is uh, we are going to start uh, looking at hiring people. Uh, end of this week uh, is when we're starting to launch our hiring campaign. So if that means something, it means we're looking yeah, to, that's, to hire that's people. That's a good sign. And it looks like um, Surrey Council is all on board with uh, maybe. Seeing more breweries in Surrey. Huh? Yeah, I have I have talked enough trash about uh, Surrey, uh, and now it looks like they've turned a corner and they they want the mayor to come out and do yeah. a ribbon cutting. Yeah. And you know what? We're we're happy that they're happy, yeah. and and we'd love to have them out, and that's exciting. And hopefully they can help us get a temporary patio for the summer. Nice. Surrey, if you're yes. listening, sure, sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. We'll we'll keep uh, we'll keep on that situation. But let's now talk beer because that's why you're here for yeah, the beer. Just here for the beer. And um, we are trying a root beer stout. And I'm getting root beer, and I'm getting smoke off of this thing. Yes. So what is, the nose on this is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can't. It, it's tough to win in the craft beer game because uh, some people want to just get hints of root beer. Oh yes, I, I'm getting a subtle taste of root beer, and, and they love that. And other people are like, I don't taste any root beer. This is literally this is A and W. Yes, this uh, is up in your face. You can't miss this at all. Yeah, and and I uh, we have a new uh, head brewer, Zach Plowright. He is, uh, comes from Central City. That's quite the name, Zach Plowright. Yeah, I, oh. I, I hope I got that right. That's a that's a great name. Um, and he's sort of overseeing everything. And our uh, two other brewers, uh, Graham and Mark, are sort of head of R and D, uh, and they are doing a great job of really uh, pushing the flavors forward in, in our new beers, so I would expect that all of our new beers are going to be very flavor forward, um, so we're super excited about that. So we've got, is, uh, is this a limited release, or is this a this, regular release? This is a limited release, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of new beers coming down the, uh, down the well, pipe. Do, well, do tell, Jimmy, what, what are the new beers? Well, this is this is a new beer. This is our Napoleon uh, Neapolitan Stout. Neapolitan Stout. Napoleon. Oh, come on. Has it got hits of raspberry, vanilla, and chocolate in it? It does. It's busy. Wow. Oh, it's wow. It's busy. Oh. But this will be the end of the stouts. Yeah, Moving yeah. forward, it's yeah. uh, well, we're, we're, coming we're the getting end of that into fruit season. season. Yeah, it's fruit yeah. season. Yeah. Um, and with the tasting room, we're super excited about the tasting room because we're going to be able to release so many new beers. We have uh, five test batch uh, tanks at the brewery. The brewers are super busy making brand new beers, exciting beers, beers that uh, will be limited just to the tasting room. And you know, if, if people love them, then maybe we can make them on a, a larger scale. Uh, but that's what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for a testing ground to be able to try a, an experiment. With, with a bunch of different things. When you say a bunch of different uh, test beers, uh, I'm always reminded of the, the board they have at Parallel 49, yes. where it looks like something you'd see in a European train station. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And it's got all of these beers, most of which we'll never see a package ever. Totally. But you can really have some fun. Your brewers can take turns creating some new and crazy things. And you, you know as well as I do, there's beer people out there. We may not like it particularly, but someone will for sure. And I, I think COVID uh, really put a damper for a lot of breweries because of uh, saving costs and staffing and, and whatnot. Yeah. A lot of breweries were unable to put out a yeah. lot of their exciting beers. And hopefully with restrictions lifting, we're excited to be able to do just that and, and have that sort of same look that Parallel 49 did, mm -hmm. is where we can put out a lot of different exciting beers that you, you wouldn't see in package that, you know, yeah. the brewers can really push the limits and, you know. Experiment and have fun with it. Dave, Dave, our previous brewer, will love this, but, you know, maybe we'll do a tomato IPA. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who Jimmy, knows? How, many, how many lines are we talking about in your tapper? Uh, we're going to have 12 lines in our uh, tasting room. One will be dedicated uh, uh, for a cider. One will be dedicated for a guest tap. And then we'll have 10 Russell beers. Now, you had gave us a hint of something uh, before we started recording mm -hmm. about a collaboration that you have coming up. Do tell that. Uh, I can't quite you can't release. reveal details. I can't reveal the name of yes. the brewery. Yeah. Uh, but you would all know it because okay. they're one of the uh, greatest uh, breweries in Canada yeah. located oh, here highly, in BC. Highly, highly credited regarded, yes. Yes. Uh, and we're going to be using a special ingredient uh, called Phantasm, and uh, this is a it's 
it's new. It's it's what all the cool kids are putting in their beer. It's very it's very hard to get, and I'm uh, not totally sure how we got our hands on it, of all people. But we did. We got our hands on it, and we're super excited to try this Phantasm beer. And, and what's, what? When when will the details be revealed? And when uh, will the beer is, be launched? We're, this is going to launch. Uh, it's going to coincide with the opening of our tasting room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Late, so late we'll March, have, early April. Late March, early April. Yeah. It will be uh, a guest tap. And uh, I'm sure you will all be excited because yeah. we're super excited. Yeah, and nice. We're kind of like the uh, kind of feel like we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny because however long we've had the, the connection with Russell Brewing on this show, probably about five years now, I would yeah, say yeah. somewhere in that vicinity. And I know that when I first met Jimmy, uh, you were talking about this tasting room. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't you know it was it, it just seems I will believe it when I see it. But but having said that, I do have faith. I, in showed, I, showed, I showed you pictures. You showed me pictures. 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 It, 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 it is actually being built. Rick and I can't wait to try it up here. I'm, in, I'm uh, so looking Florida. forward to getting out there. And, and checking that out when, when it's open for sure. We're gonna we're gonna charge you double. You are being non-believers. Hey, watch it as soon as you finish the segment. We're gonna reveal that. <laughs> we're gonna reveal that secret partner. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Darbyshire, the marketing manager of Russell Brewing Company, with a new tasting room soon to open in Surrey. Thank you, my friend. Good to see you. Excellent. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is just here for the beer, the audio podcast and radio broadcast. You can check us out on all streaming devices, justhereforthebeer.com, broadcasting from Park Drive on Commercial Drive at 2nd Avenue. Longtime friend of the show, Mr. Mark Roberts, Backcountry Brewing in Squamish. You know the laugh. You know the laugh. Backcountry Brewing uh, in Squamish. Good to see you, man. How are you? Oh, great, Joe. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, life's, life's good, and it's getting better. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice that we can actually sit across from each other without plexiglass on either side of us, without a mask in front of us. And we know that, you know, there's a reason for all that we've gone through. We understand that. We're not, we're not arguing that. But it looks like we're about 90% towards the finish line now, huh? Uh, I, I feel it. Uh, I agree. I think, like, by late June, passports and masks will be done. This is the rumors I'm hearing, so don't quote me on it. I think possibly before that, hopefully, um, numbers are going down. And just, like, the feel and the energy right now within the city and in the province of, if you're sitting on the table, I can go over. Yes, i got to wear my mask. I can sit down and hang out. Like, there's just a really good energy, and I think it's just going to be like possible momentum moving forward. I think it's just going to get better and better, and hopefully like lose the mask mandate and passport mandate soon. And, and, ho- and also, the other thing, though, is that as we sit here, um, you know, it, it's been a cold spell for the last couple of days. Even though the sun is shining, we got a surprising dump of snow last night. But still, like even right now as we record this on a Thursday afternoon, Mark, sun is shining again. You just feel that spring is in the air, and with that comes renewed optimism that patios are going to be opening again and street dining and, and all of that sort of stuff. What is Backcountry doing with respect to that? Huh. Great question. So um, on the sales side, well, we're getting a lot more interest from like bars and restaurants. Keg sales are going through the roof right now. People are really excited to get out of their houses. Like you said, hit patios. Up at the brewery, uh, we're working at the city. We just got rezoned. So we'll be looking to have a, a patio for five months out of the year, which will be about 50 seats. Just uh, if everybody's been to the brewery, just in the parking lot. And then we have five bays in uh, our location. Three are used for the brewery. Um, our fifth bay, which is in the south side, we're looking to transfer into transform into a new room. So we'll have another 50 seats there as well. So fingers crossed. We've asked the city for 150 seats. We may not get it, but if we get 120, hopefully 150 that are listening, um, we'll have more, opera, more room for to share our experience with people. Uh, but more importantly, just be able to have pints outside on the patio, which would be great because Squamish is just so beautiful. It is, but I think also that, you know, when the pandemic hit in abundance and, and people had to find new ways and street or patio dining was suddenly approved or patio drinking was suddenly approved, 
And I don't think there's been any bad operators. We don't hear reports of people that have been abusing it or fights breaking out or things like that. It's pretty clear to me that Joe and Joanne Public uh, can be responsible when they need to be. So there's no reason why you couldn't have 150 people in your patio. I, I 100% agree. I think you've been anywhere else in the world other than BC. It happens. I mean, I've been lucky enough to go to Europe quite a few years ago when it's just big patios, very responsible. I think especially within Vancouver with the beautiful weather, all the views we have, why would you not have space outside that people can hang out with? I mean, everybody's got a rain jacket. When it's cold here or it rains, people are ready for it. They'll still sit outside if it's not like a really awful day. So encourage that. Well, I must ask you, because we've asked other people on this episode, uh, are you sensing or are you hearing any talk of beer fests resuming within the next six months or whatever? Yes. So we, uh, so Ben Reeder, who's one of my partners and uh, director of marketing, um, We've actually just made a bit of a calendar of the beer festivals. So we're looking at doing Hopscotch. Uh, we're looking at the uh, Vancouver Craft Beer Week, uh, Great Canadian Beer Festival. We're looking for one in the interior. I think it's we've signed up for it. Now, who knows what's going to happen? But, yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty excited to get back out in the field and like be some, be some of our customers again. When you consider how much fraternizing breweries and, and, and brewer people uh, do year in and year out, to not have any of that opportunity for a couple of years, I think that when a beer fest resumes, I think it's going to be huge. And I hope it's not going to be a masked plexiglass, uh, no contact, uh, uh, spray down everything that before you touch an event. I hope it's like the old days. I think it's going to be like Woodstock. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping so, at least. A few, a, a few pregnancies as well. <laughs> anyway, okay. Let's uh, let's talk about backcountry brewing and uh, and your beers. There's always uh, good stuff going on with crazy names. What um, what's uh, what's on the agenda? Uh, so, like last year, we we're shooting to do 100 beers this year. Uh, so, coming out next week, we're doing our Might As Well Go For Soda, which is our Cherry Cola Sour. Tribute to Kim Mitchell. Yes, 100%, and it's fantastic. Um, we're doing it, we're going to the same as last year, about two, one to two sours every three weeks. During summer, it'll be about two to three. Um, some brewery-only releases. Uh, we're actually looking at doing more West Coast IPAs and pale ales. There's definitely been, honestly, everybody knows, a huge like influx in the hazies, which has been amazing. I don't think that'll go away, but other than... West Coast, I mean, Fat Tug, which is a brilliant beer. Um, I think Raised by Wolves is unhazy as well, but that's really, in my opinion, at the top of my mind. So, like, we're trying to give the market a little bit less, a little less haze. Um, they'll be coming out. More loggers, uh, more pilsners. We think that's, like, a, a big push as well. Also, I'm sure any brewery listening out there, brewers love loggers and pilsners. Yeah. Uh, so, and ours do, for sure. Uh, so, we'll be doing a little bit more aggressively on coming out with some uh, unique styles. And, and it's weird because, I mean, I know loggers take the longest time in the tanks. Are, are pilsners quicker than that, or they uh, do they sit in your tanks for a while, too? About the same. Yeah, so about five weeks. Um, we actually came out with a 13-week logger. Uh, well, a few weeks ago, which is fantastic. Just super, super clean. But, yeah, five weeks. And... No, they may, don't make us the most money, but we definitely can drink more of them. So that's one thing that we uh, we like to, you know, have a few every once in a while. So uh, you've been doing a sort of a, a mental calculation. You said you're doing 100 beers in 2022. We're just about, you know, 60 days into 2022. How many beers have you uh, accomplished thus far? Uh, it's been a bit of a slow start just because uh, with the new restrictions like coming out during, uh, during late 2021, uh, we kind of cut some back just because there wasn't a lot of bars opening up and things a little bit slower. But to, to, I'm going to say we're about 18 right now, so a little bit of a slow start. So I guess nine a month. Yeah, we're about there. <laughs> it's going to pick up, though. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it certainly is, and it's nice to see you because, again, we've been you know, sort of confined to barracks for, for a while there, and, and certain restrictions were impossible to sort of work their way around. But now, fingers crossed, it looks like you know, brighter days are ahead. And um, let's hope you get your 150-seat uh, um, outdoor patio there because yeah. it's, it's a beautiful part of the world. And when the sun is shining, there's just nothing better. And we get sun there all day. So it would be 150 seats total. Yeah. 150 seat patio would be sick, but it would be about... <laughs> oh, I see. I, don't know. Oh, I, thought you meant, I thought you were taking over the entire parking lot. Hey, the, the city of Squamish was giving that to us. I'm super cool with that. They're listening. Um, but no, it'll be like 50 seats outside, 50 seats in the tasting room. We call it 409. It's actually our barrel room. So we have a bunch of bourbon uh, barrel-aged... Um, uh, bourbon barrels out there right now, just aging some beers. We've actually done four recently um, in, a, in a series, so that will be a new tasting room as well. And you actually get to see the barrels. Well, that's our plan, so we'll the city of Bruce too. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. Mark Country, or Mark Country. Mark <laughs> Mark Roberts of Backcountry Brewing. Uh, always a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for having me, Gary. Thank you, Joe. Thanks. Cheers. I'm just here for the beer. 
left here for the beer. Now in our 12th year of radio, certainly obviously the uh, audio podcast available through all your sources of streaming. You can go to justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on social media at JHFTB. Joe Larry and Rick Mohabir from Park Drive on Commercial at Second and longtime friend, supporter of the show, Mr. Andrew yeah. Schroeder, and gentlemen. Thank you very Andrew much. is the portfolio manager of Whistler Brewing. How's, how's things up uh, up, the, up the hill these days? Uh, you been to Whistler recently? You know what? Things have been picking up. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. Um, had a great family day weekend. It was, uh, it was pretty busy on the hill. Um, obviously, with the restrictions uh, starting to lift um, or having uh, lifted, a lot more people... Um, you know, out and about, sure. the uh, the bars are operating at uh, you know larger C- capacities. Capacity, yeah. And uh, you know, at our uh, at our little tap house in, uh, in Function Junction, we've got uh, you know we've got music back on uh, it's every Friday, first of the month. Um, got food now, um, like food service uh, seven days a week. So so things have been picking up on, in that regard as well, which is just uh, just great to see. We got to make a trip, Rick. We've been doing this show now for over 11 years. We have yet to go up to see the little tap house in Function yeah. Junction. Of Whistler Brewing, Andrew has extended the invite many times. We're putting take, my feelers up. We're going to take, we're going to take <laughs> you up on the opportunity yes, this year. Definitely. Um, okay, let's let's talk beer because the one commonality that I think we found during the height of the the, the shutdown or the lockdowns or restrictions, whatever you call them, uh, was that there was still beer flowing, and and probably if anything, you were busier, uh, given the fact that beer was kind of viewed as essential service. Definitely. And uh, you know, Joe and Joanne, consumer that were shuttered at home, thought, hey, let's you know, let's let's drink some beer. So did you did you fare well during the worst of it all? My um, I think we uh, we did quite well, or we did all right. You know, um, obviously less keg sales, but uh, yeah. we made for up for that, and uh, you know, with six packs and twelve packs and eight packs, so um, so it was good, good little trade off there, um, at least to get us through. And, and now it's you know it's great to see that we're we're able to shunt some more kegs off to uh, to our local customers and customers you know throughout BC. Well, Joe and I were talking earlier. Like, I, I mean, I'm a city bus driver. I'm driving around all over the place. A couple of my local pubs were had delivery trucks out out beside them all ready early this week so hopefully that that's a sign of good things to come for sure it's a welcome sight definitely Andrew Shunan is the uh, is our guest. He's the portfolio manager of Whistler Brewing Company. Well, Andrew, you have brought uh, you have brought a, an array of, of beers for us to to awe over. What uh, what do you have? <laughs> All right, we've got to uh, you know what? I'd like to do a little focus on uh, one of our uh, our new beers, which is our Whistler Mountaineer Pilsner, and uh, got a couple of lagers here for you uh, and one pale ale. So okay. um, our Whistler Mountaineer Pilsner is a is a brand new beer. We launched it last year, first time in an eight pack. You know, switch the format up a bit, and um, and it's. Been, it's been great so far. It's nice, crisp, refreshing, easy drinking with a nice little uh, touch of hops on it. And then, uh, you know, our Bear Paw Honey Lager, which has been... It's very uh, good. It's, it's, very yeah, good. it's yeah. an established uh, classic Whistler beer. Right. And, um, you know, if you want you know, if you know, want a lager that's easy drinking but has that nice, silky, smooth uh, honey flavor and aromas to it, just to, to add a little bit of a different dynamic to uh, to your lager, then this is the beer definitely to, uh, to have. And, of course, I brought uh, a couple of our gluten-free beers. So our Forager Lager was our first uh, foray in a, in a gluten-free uh, gluten-free brewing. It's the uh, the first BC brewed gluten-free beer. Oh wow! Uh, in this province, and uh, yeah, a little bit of a claim to fame there. And then we uh, we also launched the uh, the Forager Pale Ale just uh, about three years ago. And these are 100% gluten-free. Um, you know, with the rise of uh, you know food sensitivities, especially around like celiac mm-hmm. or gluten insensitivities, this is a beer that you can you can go out and drink and and know that it's safe. It's not brewed with any bar. It's sorghum and rice, so uh, that we use as the base, and and so 100% gluten free. And you know the, the real telltale sign, and I use this as an example. Uh, a friend of mine currently is is on a dry period, and he has been enjoying Heineken 0.0. And, again, whether you like the taste of Heineken or not, you want something that replicates, the alcohol-free version of something that replicates the taste. Yeah, I'm a Diet Coke guy. Diet Coke tastes nothing like Coca-Cola. It's got its own unique taste. But if you're going to drink something non-alcoholic, you want it to taste like the the alcoholic version, okay? (laughs) And this is what I'm wondering, because uh, in a gluten-free product, I mean, there's no discernible lack of taste. No, absolutely not. These are nicely flavored. Yeah. Do you remember remember the old days when your only non-alc version was O'Doul's? Yes, sir. O'Doul's did not ring the bell. No, it didn't. That's right. It, it, not even close. It, it, swing and a miss, Odils. But uh, now they've got some options out there. And I think it's important. I use the same example with Beyond Meat. Yeah. I've had a couple of Beyond Meat things and knew in, a, in exactly. advance it was Beyond Meat. And I'm still tasting meat. So and they, they actually carried this beer. Yeah. 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 So, um, like I said, 
100% gluten-free. You'd be surprised. I brought a couple samples for you guys today. Mm -hmm. I encourage you to try them. Um, really, really uh, easy drinking, and it, it's beer. It's just, yeah. you know, the, the malt base has changed a bit um, to uh, to help to, you know, we want to be we want to be able to offer beers to, to a wide base of drinkers, and, and those people that are gluten-sensitive or have celiac, um, we don't want them left out. And Enforger is... Uh, is a beer that can can meet those needs, and I think it's always been a challenge for our gluten-free friends to to find a beer exactly um, that wasn't imported, that wasn't very expensive, that did still taste like beer. It's always been a challenge. So to, to see this and to see Whistler come to the market with this is just outstanding. Yeah, and you know what? It's been really really well uh, received, continues to grow, and you can find the lager at 150 plus locations in BC liquor stores and a wide number of uh, private liquor retailers. The uh, the pale ale is a little bit it's you'll find it more on the uh on the private side but there are government liquor stores that do bring it in as well so uh, and if you can't find it just reach out to us at whistlerbrewing.com uh, and uh and just send us a message and we'll tell you where you can find some and, and as always you can always check out these products through angry otter which angry otter on liquor on 248th in, uh, right. in langley one of one of our great sponsors of the show um always a pleasure the uh, the tap room and function junction it's back operating normally absolutely everything is wonderful again correct? yeah we're uh, we're pretty stoked about that and, uh, and like i said all are welcome Okay. If you happen to be in the Whistler area, definitely well, come gonna, by and check us out. We've, we've, we've only been doing the show 11 plus years. We're going <laughs> to hook it up this year for sure. Andrew Shunin, who is the portfolio manager of Whistler Brewing Company. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Gentlemen, thanks so much. It's great to be here. Another Kicking off another year, your 12th year, which Cheers. is wonderful. And yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, great to be man. here. Thanks so much. You got it. Cheers. Bye. Beer. That is a wrap. We're just Sir. here for the beer from Park Drive on Commercial Drive at 2nd. And um, always a pleasure. Thank you to Peter Connor and Maddie for, for hosting us today. Um, and thanks to all of our great sponsors for all of the great information. And it looks to me like beer events are not that far down the calendar. No. You're back doing Just Here for the Beer Brewery Tours. That's right. Okay, so, so how, do, how do people get involved in that? Come check us out at Just Here for the Beer Brewery Tours. Or give me a shout at Rick at JustHereForTheBeer.com and uh, we'll fill you in on what we've got going on. We're in the North Shore. We're East Vancouver. We just did a Friends of family one out in uh, White Rock and had a great time. So, you know, we do open to the public, uh, private, stag, stagettes, you name it. And and if your team bonding experiences, obviously any seasonal parties, correct. but uh, and you have the capability of, you have two vehicles, is that correct? Correct. We've got a 20 and a 15 passenger and we're wheelchair accessible, so if somebody's got some mobility issues, we can handle that. And also if you don't maybe want to do one now, you can certainly buy a, a plan one on the calendar for, for down That's the road. That's right. Book us down for, for down the road. Book, it, book now for book Christmas. Out. Work yeah. out for Christmas. I'm serious. It yeah. sounds ridiculous to think that, but it, you know how, how fast these years travel. As always, you can check out these the uh, podcast on all your streaming devices. Go to justhereforthebeer.com to listen to previous episodes. Our thanks to producer Greg Ballack. Yes, baby. And our thanks to the folks at Sportsnet 650. Just here for the beer. See you later.